There are millions of places to get ESPN Chicago. There are smart speakers, phones, podcasts, standing in front of the old National Bank studio on State Street. Hello? There's Twitch.tv, FMHD, and of course, the original ESPN 1000 on the AM dial. We're glad you found us. And so are these very patient hosts, Mark Zander and Brian Hanley. ESPN 1000, we're in the window of the old National Bank studio on a Sunday morning. Brian, how are you? Uh, after that day of baseball yesterday, uh, Mr. Z. <laughs> are you tired? I, Did you get much sleep? Oh, I, I, does it get any better? Uh, look, no, it, it doesn't. Better. No, it does not. I, 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 I went back and forth. You know, one game was over. It's like okay, uh, eighteen innings. Okay, all right. Let's let's see what else 18, is up. Th- just just think about that. Eighteen innings. I know I of t- scoreless baseball. <laughs> I tuned I in mean, in the sixteenth, and I saw the graphic, and I'm like, "Is it? Wait, is this real?" I was out to dinner with my son. We came back to the uh, apartment to watch some baseball. I tune in. It's like, th- wait, is it, it? Does that say sixteen? I mean, I, to, to have. Scoreless, airless baseball for that, for a doubleheader, basically, right? The yeah. old school kind. Yeah, yeah. Until you win one nothing there. I, I mean, the only way it gets better is if the Cubs or the Sox are are playing in in October. And unfortunately, well, that doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon. And maybe on the south side with changes, we'll talk about. Yeah, well, certainly see. before we get out of here at noon. But I mean, the 111 win Dodgers are uh, oh, saying goodbye. Wow. Out, Braves, bye. Braves, you've got you've got a four percent chance of the Guardians winning that game, hey, and, they and win then that there's game. that, and then there's that. I mean, at three yeah. games, I mean, the, and then the Phillies run of the mill dispatching of the Braves, which really I don't believe they were favored in that series. No, this this October is about as good as it gets, short of some of the local heroes being you know right. If anybody wants to say baseball isn't exciting, oh my! Last night. Literally, it went from that eighteen inning game, exciting, tuned in late, and then I, and then they switched right over to the Guardians game, and they, and they walked off the Yankees, and then I went over to the Padres game, and my son and I, you know, years ago we lived in California, so my son yeah. is young enough, and he's like, you know what? If it's not Chicago baseball, I love the Dodgers. He went to see Clayton Kershaw pitch at Dodger Stadium. So wow. he was all in on the Dodgers. And I said, you know what? There's something about the Padres. You know, I, I, the underdog thing. It's something about the Padres I can't get out of my head. And uh, I had to turn in. I, I was falling asleep. I'm saying, uh, good night. And I missed the end of the game. I woke up to that news. Well, look, it, and the reason I would root for the Padres, they don't want to tank. I mean, you know, when when the Cubs are doing whatever they're doing, and look, they had a, a really good second half of the season, and there's some reason to to be excited about certain players and moving forward. But it's still going to be a, a unless they're going to surprise in the off season with some moves that, you know, Jed Hoyer's still talking about spending money um, intelligently. I I would assume that's what you do any off season. I, well, um, yeah, is this special? Yeah, this year intelligently. But I mean, the Padres all they do is put all their chips on the table. Oh, sure, let's go get Manny Machado. They put chips on the table we didn't know they had. Right. I mean, yeah, let's go get Soto. Let's 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 do every in a small market. Let's do everything we damn can to overcome their hated rival, the Dodgers. 
and and it worked out at least to, to this point. I, I mean, if, if their season ends the next series, the fact that they got by the Dodgers, which they hadn't done in insane, the Dodgers years. had been a thorn in their side for many, many years. And obviously, you know, uh, and then they mentioned this on the broadcast last night. Petco Field is uh, Dodger South. Dodger Stadium South. Yeah. Because so many people Absolutely. make that. It's about a 135-mile drive, I think, and uh, people make that trip, and uh, they have no problem making that trip. And yesterday, the Padres filled that place. They wanted to make sure that there were no, uh, there wasn't that much Dodger blue. And, boy, I'll tell you, that that team is impressive. And w- right after they made those trades, Brian, it didn't have immediate impact. Soto did not. No. Yeah, you know, it wasn't good. Bell didn't look great. And it's like, well... Uh, maybe next year when Tatis finally gets over that uh, selfish move, you know, whatever he did, I, I, you know, we we've got to believe that he knew what he was doing, or or he has some uh, people in his corner that are not helping him. But being suspended, the big star of the team, it's like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen this year. And then all of a sudden they've turned it on, and and right now the Padres and the Guardians are the two big stories for me. Yeah, you know, think about this. So you know, when they made that trade for you, Darvish, and didn't pay big dividends, but to take that contract because the Cubs were unloading that contract because they, you know, all of a sudden it's all about money on the North side. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of it anyway. But think the, the Padres have finished behind the Dodgers each of the last 12 years. Last year, they lost all six series against the Dodgers and two games back. I mean, and they just keep doing, they keep, Oh, okay. What, what other, you know, major moves, whatever, whatever the, the, superstar on the market is we go get them um I, you know in this in this age, uh, age where you know a third of the league is is tanking on purpose you you have to applaud the the want to and whether it ends up being a world series or not you know that that's a fan base that should stick with that ownership because good lord they're trying to they're trying to get it done and that ownership is making people like Jerry Reinsdorf look really, really bad because you see that people are really going for it. And on a scale of 1 to 10, when you see what the Padres did being a 10, what have we seen from Reinsdorf so far? Three? And on the north side now. Three? Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and on the north side. And I have a feeling that the north side is going to be a little more aggressive this year than the White Sox. And they do have more money to spend. I understand that. But the White Sox have to make some smart trades, as we heard from Rick Hahn. Chances are, you know, more will be gained through trades than free agency this year, uh, according to him. And, and that must basically line up with their plan internally and how to improve this baseball team. But when you have ownership like the Padres in a market like that, going for it like that, yeah, it really changes the way you think of your own ownership. And, and Daryl Van Schauen in the uh, Chicago Sun-Times, who covers the White Sox for the uh, Sun-Times, writes today that it's it's all but assured that Jose Abreu will not be getting a contract from the Chicago White Sox. Now, I, I've been leaning in that direction. He may stay and in saying, Chicago. You know, just, Did you see I, that? I can't. <laughs> Did you yeah, see I, that? I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think people are just trying to uh, you know troll White Sox fans and whip them into a frenzy. Yeah. No, and look, it, it it everyone would love the fairy tale ending that Jose Abreu finishes his baseball career with with Chicago White Sox, and, and no yeah. one you know no one says a bad word about him because he's a leader in every you know sense of the word, mm. uh, on the field, off the field, and he you know the fact that he asked out the last game because he doesn't like goodbyes and has a feeling he's not coming back. But Daryl writes that this was interesting. 
that the last contract of three years and 50 million, there was not a unanimous uh, opinion in the front office to extend that contract to him. Now, he didn't say who was on the wrong side of that or on the negative yeah, side. Yeah, I of saw that. that, and that was a bit of a surprise to me. But yeah, we yeah. don't know who that was, but what were they I thinking? mean, you know, if you assume it's Kenny, Rick, and, and Jerry, right? I, I mean, I don't know how, if, you know, Chris Getz or who else gets to weigh in on this, but it's those three guys, right? Because mm-hmm. every, everything's done by consensus over there. We, we really don't know who's calling the shots unless Tony LaRusso is being And that's the way hired. they like it. Yeah, and but but th- okay, so I I happen to agree that that's probably the best baseball move. Yeah, but it's just it's I don't know, it's curious that Daryl wrote that they need the money too, because of the contract you know that they owe Yohan Mankata and Yachty and some you know some of the big money tied up into guys who aren't really delivering on a consistent basis. No, isn't that the irony, take, right? They need the money yeah. and they have to let uh, our true leader go so they can pay for the other crap right. that they have as it stands so right can, now. Yeah, so they can take the 60 or 65. I mean, if you got 50 million last time, he's going to get 60 this time. If, well, it won't be a three-year deal because he's 36. But whatever money it is, they're going to allocate to, to fill some of the other holes it needs to have. Yep. So on a baseball decision, I don't I don't argue with that because I don't either. Get one I, I hate base. it, but it, it's the right baseball decision to make for yeah. the future. Yeah, I mean, w- when we go over some of the numbers for what you know, the Sox outfield defensively looked like this year, it, it's beyond bleak, right? So you need to to actually go get guys who have a glove and know how to use it out there, and that's and get Vaughn to first base and just keep that bat going mm-hmm. and keep him from. All the you know the possible miscues, yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know. It just I'd love to hear from fans because I know some baseball fans. If you're not getting 12, 12 to ten games, they get bored. I, I think Jake Cantu said it about the Beatles documentary. Get back. He didn't want it to end. I didn't want that eighteen inning game to end. No, right. No, I mean, right even right. though there were, there was nothing going on offensively, the fact that you had half a dozen pitchers. Going through from the, the bullpen. Did you see you know, the graphic? Scoreless. Yeah. Did you see the graphic of the Mariners bullpen with every name yeah. scratched out? Yeah. And it was like, wow, they are emptying the tank. And they needed to. They were the ones that needed that game. It didn't turn out right for them, but they needed that game and they had to empty the tank. But it was just unbelievable when you get to that point where you have nobody left, but maybe the uh, bullpen pitching coach, which I don't think they could activate. <laughs> In an emergency. Well, and look, well, and thank, thankfully, thank the good Lord, they don't have the free runner to start extra innings well, at second yes, base. Yes, yes, because that that would have taken all of that away from us. It probably would have ended in the eleventh. And would the Mariners really want to have lost the series on that stupid rule? Yeah, I mean, like hockey, they you play hockey until someone wins in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? You don't yeah. go to a shootout. You just if it takes four or five overtimes and and guys are on fumes and they have to dig even deeper. And that's the best that, hockey. That is the amen. best kind of hockey. Yeah. Three one three one two three three two three seven seven six. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun night just going from game to game to game. A lot of fun, and we've got uh, Owen on the other side of this break. I, I know Owen has a lot to share, so we'll make sure we do it coming out of the break here. Give him time. If you want to jump in, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are you getting enough baseball, even though it's not Chicago baseball at this point? And 
how much are you enjoying it? Because, you know, the big dogs are knocked out now. Yeah, hey, I think Aaron Judge, is, Aaron Judge just got booed again. I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's it. Just that, New York is treating him like garbage. I don't oh. understand. It's, you know, are we at the point where it's just cool to just bag on people? What just, have you done for me lately? I mean, uh, he carried that team for stretches of that season. He, he's 62. What, what else do you need just based on that? What? Why? How can you possibly, possibly turn on him? And I know it all comes down to the money and how much and how you know how many years will this make? Will this weigh on in his decision making if the money is anywhere near equal? That okay, I, I'm I, I'm out of here. Keep your pinstripes. You're booing me. Yeah, sick of the You're fans. Me. Yeah, sick of the disrespect. You yeah. know that's an interesting point, Brian. And he would have. I, I mean, you know, in that stratosphere of money. Uh, you know, those little decisions can be big because it's like, well, I can get the money anywhere. Why would I want to stay here the way that I've been treated? Tell you what, if San Francisco wants to pony up a contract, uh, John Heyman had this a few weeks ago. Uh, it was basically the odds on where the Yankees still keeping Aaron Judge, and it was about one to five if you were betting a, a, a horse race. You don't usually bet the one to five favorite. But is it really that low? I thought for sure there's no way the Yankees are letting him go. Well, that's why I'm, that that you, if you bet five dollars, you get six back. I mean, you get oh, your five okay. back okay, plus I a dollar. Yeah. Okay. All right. But the fifteen, and, and he had he had the the uh, Giants in there. He had the Cubs as the fifteen. The the he put made up his you know top five landing spots for Aaron Judge, and his long shot team were the Chicago Cubs. Whew. As a Cubs fan, I can only dream. Wow. Wow. I remember Barry Foote used to break the uh, windows in left field in that apartment. Oh, good. Lord. I mean, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge would, uh, I don't know, what street would he uh, put a ball onto? A couple blocks away? What, what's north of Waveland? Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're the north sider. You tell me. South side's yeah, my excuse. I don't know those streets up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. Anytime I was up there, I was in a drunken stupor, so the I Gray can't remember. Street? Is that, well, yeah. is yeah, that maybe, something? Maybe, Sound familiar? Maybe, sure, sure. We'll go what is that. it? He said Gray Street. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. I think yeah, it, it is. Because, yeah. 312 332 Isn't it the cemeteries on Gray Street, but, isn't it? Yeah, well, it landed, uh, you know, off Headstone. All right, uh, we'll be back to take Owen's phone call and your phone call here. 312-332-3776. It's ESPN 1000. Welcome back to Xander and Hanley. On ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base, hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Boy, that team is pesky. Pesky. Those Guardians are from Cleveland beating the Yankees in a walk-off last night. Exciting baseball. We don't have Chicago teams in there, but exciting baseball. And and I'll tell you, if the Guardians go on to handle their business against the Yankees, there's no way they're getting past Houston. Houston is a brick wall. They're going to win it for Dusty. Hashtag win it for Dusty. And and look, I know Southside fans are not any fans of Cleveland at this point, but because... So the youngest roster in Major League Baseball looks like it has real staying power, and they, if they ever want to spend money, I think they have the third lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, that means they can only get better? What? Right. 
I mean, I, I get all that, but if you don't appreciate Oscar Gonzalez, yeah, yeah. he of the uh, square, bu- uh, square Bob uh, Sponge Pants uh, walk-up music. <laughs> Sponge Bob Square Pants. Yeah, that, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, yeah, come I mean, on, you you watch that? You know? No, his I name. didn't. I, I'm, not, I'm way too old to have been around for that. Um, but cartoons have adult themes. Yeah, I'm still watching Looney Tunes, but that's just okay. me. All right. But if you don't love this story, that he loves that song because he says he's a big. He, I've, he said after the game, I have a big body, but deep down, I feel like a kid inside, and it's a kid's game. I mean, unfortunately, there's not enough kids playing baseball these days. But you did it. We did it. We yep. all went. Sandlot, any summer day, you'd find us at, at the local park with even if you had four or five guys, it's call your field, right? Yes, yes. And, and, and spend summers doing that. But that guy with that walk up song and, and enjoying that moment, and he sat on the bench and told Rosario that he was going to win the game. And then he went out and won the game with the single up the middle. It, you can't script this stuff. Nah, that's what I love amazing. about baseball. It's amazing. Yes, yes. And and I'll tell you, that series has been uh, quite the conundrum for me because I have a hard time rooting for the Yankees. If if the Yankees are playing Boston, I'm all Boston. I just don't like the Yankees. And 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 so, but I really don't like the Guardians. So it's been it's been challenging, but it's easier to root for the Yankees this year because of the Aaron Judge story. Despite the New York fans who hate Aaron Judge, or or whatever they're feeling about him today. Yeah, today he's he's no damn good, but they <laughs> kind of forgot the sixty-two home run thing. Yeah, yeah. You know the Gonzalez. I love this. Only six players in postseason history have had three go-ahead hits in the ninth inning or later. Listen to the company they're keeping here. Oscar Gonzalez is in the same group with Pete Rose, David Ortiz, J.D. Drew, Carlos Correa, and Cody Bellinger. And only Gonzalez and Ortiz had all three hits coming in a single postseason. And it's not over for him yet. No. Think about the year the, the years he, he's having and the October he's having. It's unbelievable. It is. It's a lot of fun to watch. And, and again, it's the team that did us in. Uh, well, you know, to be fair, we did ourselves in on the south yes. side. Let's let's say that and get that out there right there. But that is the face of a team that we aspired to be and couldn't be. So while it's hard to root for them, it is easy on the other hand because they are so young, and it's just fun baseball, great storyline, right? And, and at the time, I wanted to say that if the White Sox have been. Uh, would have done what any other baseball team in history would have done and launched their manager when it, things weren't going well uh, a third halfway through the season. The Phillies did that, and, and look what they're doing right now in the postseason. But I'm but with wait you. Wait a minute. It, Managers don't no, matter. No. Well, Stop and that. I'm with, I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it, the White Sox have a flawed roster, too. So yeah. they, they, they still should have launched Tony when it was time, which was July. Hey, let's, not, let, hey, let, they should not have hired Tony. Let's right, go right. all the way we'll back. We'll stipulate there. that, let's do that. Uh, counselor. Yeah. yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is you just you have to fire the manager when team uh, teams underachieving, the so-called World Series contending team is underachieving and not not doing anything it was supposed to be doing. But I'm not saying that they would have gotten the same sustainability that Philadelphia obviously No, no, has. no, no, because uh, the Philadelphia roster has been constructed properly. Yeah. 
Uh, White Sox, not so much. Owen has been waiting. Let's get him on from Willowbrook on ESPN 1000. Hey, Owen, always good to hear from you, buddy. Hey, guys, those two AL games yesterday were throwback games. They reminded me of when I was a kid in grammar school, hiding my transistor radio and putting the speaker up my uh, sleeve, Sleeve. covering it with my hair and hiding it from the sun. But that that shutout game yesterday, that 18-inning game, shows that you can't ruin baseball if you don't put stupid rules in. And having that man at second base, I think, ruins the game. I know they want to, you know, not go through bullpens through the year. But what right. a great game. That, and that, that kid, that pitcher for Garcia went through that whole bullpen of Seattle's. What, I, I'm telling you, that, that team, uh, Houston, Houston to me, I think has it all. I think they have I'm it all. I'm telling you, I, if the Guardians get past the Indians, or uh, the Guardians get past the Indians, Guardians get past the Yankees, they're not getting past Houston. They're the brick wall. Right, right. It'd be and a fabulous series, you, though. I, I will tell you this. I can't get past the Cleveland Indian name either. And all I can think I know. about That's the first yesterday, time I did it this all, year. That's the first all I can time think I did about it. Ye- all I can think about yesterday was Ozzie Gian saying, what statistic is most overrated? His exit velocity. Those last two hits that Cleveland got. Yep. He's those right. last two hits that Cleveland got <laughs> were hits that were against the against the shift. It was it, If the shift was out, it would have been an out. But, yeah. but Ramirez gets a little blooper. Yep. And then that kid, that kid Gonzalez, if you looked at him at that last swing, and this is something I know our center fielder for the Sox would never do, is cut down on his swing and try to protect the, the plate and put the ball up the middle. I'm telling you. I, and, and I don't trust Han to go after players like that. And, and, and I, he can go to whatever trades he wants. But, but it was so much fun to see small ball beat big ball. And and you know what? Usually, I wouldn't pull for the. Um, I'm going to call the Indians. I'm sorry. Guys. All right. Well, the, yeah, but, we're know. not going to we're not going to call the police yeah. on you or anything. Yeah, I, you know, but 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 to watch that kind of baseball, it was 1960s to 1980s baseball, and if they leave the game alone, they won't ruin it. And that was that. I, I could watch that all day, and and you know what? Oh, yeah. You know, screw the damn Yankees. I'm glad they beat them. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. Appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's he's got a point. Uh, look, uh, you know, we can sit and uh, dive into these rules, which we're not going to. But you know, the uh, the base runner in extra innings during the season can't they allow a team to carry more relief pitchers? They could, but that costs money. Yeah, well, I, it's not That's, my money. I, mean, I don't that- care. No, I know, but the owners. Right, I know care. they, See, I know could, they you, do. But. There's nothing that says you couldn't have a 35 man roster and and have as many relief pitchers as you as you think you might need, right? Right. But those are all major league salaries. You are <laughs> you and try to get there, that on the owners. The Padre, then there's the Padres ownership that has oh, no problem spending the money. Yeah, they'd vote for it, but uh, you know, I, I don't think. It, look, I know Tom Ricketts wouldn't be voting for that. You said you tuned in on the 16th. Did you see the Julio Rodriguez catch that kept that game going? I mean, that game had everything in the Seattle-Houston game. For for an, a zip, zip zip game, he saves two runs with a sliding catch. Yes, yes, and, I saw that. And uh, that and then, kid is a rookie of the year, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and then you have a rookie with the walk-off home run. I mean, it, uh, that, that day yesterday, Major League Baseball, if you could put that in a time capsule, 
that that's as good as it gets. Yep. Uh, you have walk-off, walk-off. You could be a Chicago a fan, but if you're a true baseball fan and you miss that, go back today, look it up online, and see the exciting finishes of those two games. And know that the big dogs, at least two of the three big, big dogs, well, Astros are still in, but um, the Yankees, they're on the brink of elimination. And uh, then you have the Braves are out and the Dodgers are out. Those are big surprises. Yep. Especially the Dodgers, obviously. uh, That's a huge surprise. Huge. And the the fact that Soto finally had a big moment for the Padres, even though they ponied up and made the the big trade. Well, he's getting hot at the right time. Getting hot at the right time. Timing's everything. 312-332-3776. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We've got three hours to work with now today. We're we're here till noon. We've got Courtney Cronin coming up at ten to talk about the Bears. Uh, boy, oh. what what it? Uh, what was that? What was it, that? It was it was it was embarrassing. Uh, what was it? Tony Gonzalez said that it was uh, freshman football, like freshman B team football. Whatever he said. And Richard Sherman is just going after Luke Getze like nobody's business. And we have a Twitter poll out there that the Bears are two and four going into their bye week. What's the who's most responsible for that or what's most responsible for that? Obviously, offense, defense and then coaching or the GM, Mm -hmm. because people will say, well, Justin Fields has got nothing around him. And other people will say, well, Justin Fields still can't identify an open receiver and get the ball to him in rhythm and in time. And all those things might be true at the same time. And then the defense, I, I don't, I, I expected better. I really did. Especially since Eberflus is a defensive guy and they have some studs on defense. And that's, I mean, it, it was a low scoring game, but the defense is letting Carson Wentz beat you. However, he did it. I, those Thursday night games, as bad as they've been in the past few years, these last two weeks, brutal. Good Lord, if you don't have a vested interest in it, I don't know how you stick with it. Brutal, absolutely brutal. And 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 you're right. Uh, I, the The game has so many problems. Or the Bears game has so many problems. But again, the focus being on Justin. You know, have we seen improvement? You know, he looked a lot tougher against. Uh, and and he had to be because he was getting nailed. But he looked a oh, lot man. tougher. We saw his toughness against the uh, the Washington team, and as, as your cook calls them, the Commodores, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> then I'm hearing easy like Sunday morning, and it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the Commodores beat the Bears. They should be awfully proud. Lionel Richie had a great game. I think Justin's you know not easy like Sunday morning. He's still probably hurting today. He said he was. <laughs> and, he, he he keeps getting up, and you applaud that toughness, as you say. Yeah. But he's going to get killed, and I, and I, that, I don't and know. And that's going to be, and that's going to be the greatest shame of this team if that happens. And and a lot of people saw that potential, right, heading into the yeah. season. It's like he's got no protection around him. How are we going to assess him? And we talked about that as nauseum. Of course, we're going to have to assess him. But uh, you know, so how the, can we get better around him so the kid isn't getting killed because he can't throw from his backside? Love to hear from Bears fans to to kind of put this all together. Where were you going into the season, and now two and two and four, six games in? 
where, where's your confidence in everything? I mean, in, in Justin Fields, in the front office, in the coaching staff? Do you have staff? confidence in anything? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. But that's what we're trying to do here on ESPN One Thousand. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN One Thousand. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Second down and goal. Fields. That's knocked in the air and the. Commanders come down with it. They do. So deflected up into the air and a pickoff at the five-yard line. That's Jonathan Allen who comes down with the interception. Ugly. That game Thursday night against the Commodores, Commanders of Washington. Boy, I tell you, you know, from Justin missing that uh, wide-open throw, in the end zone, which I've seen people analyze and then super analyze. You know, did he take the right route? Was Justin assuming that he wasn't going to take a, a, a step to left or right and which slowed him down? I, all I know is that if you're playing Sandlot football and you have somebody that open, it, you just have to get them the ball. Yep. And, and if, you're, if you're inside the five-yard line three times, you've got to get points. <laughs> Yeah, just have- that too, that too, that too. And then uh, Valus Jones. Oh, boy. Uh, number one pick for us, right? Two weeks running. Uh, uh-huh. I, I can't see him out there. And I, and I, I know it's not a bye week, but it feels like a bye week because you get, they have the weekend off. Literally, the players have the weekend off, and and they don't have a game today because they did what they did on Thursday they night. They need the extra but, time to think. Well, Valus Jones, you can't think long about this. He can't be back there fielding punts anymore. No, no, I, I, he can't. You can't. You cannot. And he had an excuse, and he said he he's got to be better. Man. He said he's got to be better. We all know he needs to be better, but I can't. I can't allow him to do that to the rest of the team. You, right, know, right. you let that punt. You let that go. You don't. Yeah, you absolutely. Don't feel That's that why I'm saying he was being a hot dog. He was thinking I could do this. I'm a hero. I'm a number one pick. Let me get this. I'm trying I'm to make run up this for last week. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. No, got to play smart. Rather see smart play than uh, absolutely uh, taking a chance on being a hero because chances are you're not going to be, and then you're just compromising everything. So there are many. Look, we we lost the game for ourselves. The uh, Commanders did not beat us. I mean, they're a bad team. We're not a great team. It was uh, I, it was a waste of my night, quite honestly. Hey, did you? And I, I'm not a Carson Wentz fan at all. And you want to talk about toughness? Turns out <laughs> yes. he broke his finger. He broke it, he, oh. and you saw him trying to stretch his fingers, and he kept putting it in the warmer, and he stayed in there. And now he's seeing a specialist in Los Angeles to see what they're going to do with the hand. He's not going to be available anytime soon. Not that the the Commodores are going anywhere. Yeah, right. Oh. But I mean, you talk about tough. He stayed out there, and he had a few different issues. But that one in particular, he's he just toughed it out. Yeah, that's pretty tough. And I thought you were going to say when he knocked Smith on his ass, Roquan Smith. That was oh my pretty good funny. Lord. That was pretty oh. funny. That not is going to be a highlight not. reel that Roquan does not want to see played during you negotiations. Talk about old school toughness for a quarterback. Yeah, yep. it's like I'm, and he said, "I'm out there to do whatever I can." To and and that night he he was out there to do whatever he could to to find a way to win that game. Apropos nothing, did you see how much Amazon has paid for this Thursday night package that people have to go search for on Prime Video? 
some someone broke it down during that awful um, Denver game a week previous mm-hmm. on Twitter. They broke down the billion plus contract or whatever it is. It comes out to about seventy eight million dollars per Thursday night game that they pay the NFL for that, and it's awful. Well, they have money, and, and part of it is because of me. Oh you know, yeah, the damn Amazon package packages right. that yeah. show up. I mean, yeah. But a good lord, seventy-eight I, million per game. I know, I know. Hey, you know, if somebody's uh, going to pay for that, why wouldn't? Uh, well, we all do uh, if you yeah. have Amazon, you know, Prime or of whatever course. it is. Yep, yep. Know? Yeah, we're all contributing to that madness. So thank yourself. <laughs> if they could deliver me a good game on Thursday, oh, I'd be look a, at that! Look at what, what you there. just yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, you got some thank sleep you. last night, apparently. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just on adrenaline watching Here baseball. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We've got uh, we've got Bear fan Bob. We also have Mike in Orland Park. Who wants to hit baseball real quick. You want to take a quick baseball thing? Then we'll move yes, on sir. to Bob. Okay, let's do that. Mike in Orland, jumping on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, I just wanted to say it's so sad to see Manny Machado and Bryce Harper in the playoffs. When they could have been on the White Sox, one of them could Manny, have been on the Manny White Sox. Had no, I, I don't think Manny wanted. To, he had no interest in being here. Right? Wasn't that the story, Brian? Yeah, well, they courted him, but right. ultimately, I think he liked his chances elsewhere. Yeah. So. Well, I thought it was the years because Jerry didn't want to give him all the years that he wanted. Well, that's a that's definitely a Jerry thing and a White Sox thing. They they there's we'll talk to Jesse coming up here in a little bit, but. There's three or four things that they don't break their their business model for, no matter who the player is. And, 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 you, and, and, and you know, never mind the fact that everybody else does. Right. You can't be out there. On, you can't on be that competitive. Island. You can't. No. Right. Right. They're going to have to change things if they want to change. Can I make things. one comment on the yeah. Bears guys? Sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. With Justin Fields, I just don't understand why the Bears even drafted Justin Fields. And I'm going to hear me out on this. Okay. Until you have an offensive line. I mean, you're just you're just getting this kid killed, you know. And the Bears notoriously, I mean, you could go back. They had a good offensive line with McMahon, and he got killed, you know. So like, the Bears never have a good offensive line. Cutler got killed. I mean, you could just go on. The list goes on and on with these guys. They Mitch Trubisky was running for his life. I mean, they got to build an offensive line. I mean, the way the successful football teams build. They build the offensive and defensive lines first, and then they well, get their skill players. The short answer for why they did, and it was Pace and, and Nagy, yeah. um, it's because they were trying to reset the clock. They Pace had Mike. to make the, they had to make, they were trying to save their jobs. And as much as I applauded the move, and, and we were all excited that they made the trade and moved up and actually got a quarterback, even though it's from the Ohio State University, and that usually doesn't turn out too well in the NFL. Um, you have to, you have to get the quarterback right too, and I'm with you, Mike. You, you can't win anything if you don't have right. But you're, both you, sides you make the ball a great front. you make a great observation, and we've known this for a while. That was their they're pulling the fire alarm to try to save their kicks. They wanted to reset the clock because now you have a franchise quarterback in the making, and to the point where Nagy didn't even want him on the field for the first year because that guarantees the clock doesn't start for another season. Right, right. right. And that's akin for you carpenters that are listening. That's akin to building a roof but not having the right walls up to hold that roof up. Is that what happened to my house? Yes. 
Yeah, I, yes. sure, I, I, I see when I when I saw the guy come up in the rickety old pickup truck. Yeah, that, he, that was the first in on, sign of issues, right there. Yeah, he had the lowest, uh, you know, the lowest uh, uh, estimate. Yeah, I, I should have gone with the guy who was actually going to put the walls up first. That's exactly right. It's the order of operations. So, so uh, right, and and I'm going to ask this question though, and this was brought up too. Um, who was the commentator? Was it uh, Fitzpatrick with the big beard? On the uh, yeah. TV broadcast, yeah, yeah. not he, much of a quarterback, but uh, no, he's got. A, he a certainly has a lot of ideas for a yeah. guy that wasn't mm-hmm. much of a quarterback. Right. He said that Getzy is. Uh, I believe didn't he say that Getzy is just not? Well, well, first of all, he said Justin is not a pocket passer. Sorry, you're not a pocket passer. Right. So, okay, let's let's believe that to be true. Without a doubt, okay? Then is Getze doing what Nagy did and forcing Justin to play a game that he's not good at? You know, as That's, far as the plays go. Is, because, is this happening again? And, and Richard Sherman was questioning the play calling for that particular quarterback. We'll talk to Courtney Cronin about it and mm-hmm. what her take on it. it. It's because, and again, Eberflus said, there was improvement after that, and it sounds ridiculous when you get one touchdown and you're in the red zone, you're in the within the five three times, and you get no points out of it. it, it what what passes for improvement? What passes for progress? Uh, what passes for right? A pass? and, and as time goes on, the progress has to be bigger and more obvious. Yeah. We're not and seeing so, that so far. So is this uh, Luke Getze and Justin Fields trying to figure each other out, and and it's too soon to tell? Is it Luke Getze being stubborn? Is it they have no faith in Justin Fields for some of the evidence by some of the play calling? All that, all those, all of those questions. things could be true yeah. just a little bit. What I don't want to see is Getze being, you know, uh, you know, stubborn in the way that he's doing that because that's what we dealt with before. Yep. Nagy wanted to be the hero and he wanted everybody to play his game. Yeah. We don't need to see that again, do we? No, I, 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 here's another thing I don't need to see again: a, to, a, a delay a game on the first play of the game. Yeah, we thought that that stuff was over with. Yeah, stupid penalties. Uh-huh. I mean, and just, they said they wanted to carry on from last week's game and carry that momentum. And, is that the yeah. momentum that they were talking about? And then, about? boom, just stopped first play of the I mean, game. I mean, you can't. You That's can't not make momentum. That up. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, there are so many things here that. They're two and four, and some people thought they'd be zero and six. I know one of our Twitter followers said he's actually crediting the coaching because he had him as zero and six to this point. But who knows? I mean, it's, it's yeah. Third. Look, we had we had national uh, uh, national media personalities uh, in the sports world say that they wouldn't win a game. It's not about the record. I just want to see Justin do something, and if Justin doesn't have. The right coaching, the right plays being called, the right people trying to catch the ball, which they don't seem to be able to do. You know, it's going to be a tough go for Justin. And you can just see it on his face. It's already been a tough go. And they're six games in. Well, he said he's tired of of being patient. Yeah, Yeah, tired of being close. 312-332-3776. Out of the break, we'll get right to Bear Fan Bob. Always a pleasure to hear from him. 10 a.m., we'll talk to Courtney Cronin. Our ESPN 1000 Bears insider right here. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We always get told that we're almost there. We're almost there. Like, 
me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. I'm tired of being, you know, just just this close. Uh, I feel like I've been hearing it for so long now. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is get back to work. Um, that's the only reaction you have. Live and you learn. And let's get back next week and, you know, keep, keep going. Keep getting better. Patience, my son. Justin Fields, QB1. Sick and tired of being told we're almost there. Who's telling him that? Because <laughs> any- yeah, he he left that out. Anyone outside of Hellas Hall is not telling him that, right? I, no, we have no it? patience. We have zero patience. We were born without patience. If you're a Bears fan, you ain't got no patience. Why? Because the Bears did that to us. Well, right. Patience may be a virtue, but then, you know, you're asking how how, how many decades worth of patience. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Uh, they have... It's impossible to have. And, and, and going into this season, I, I know that I have tempered my expectations. I don't care about the win-loss record unless it's really, really ugly. And I'll be honest with you, Thursday against that bad team, that was ugly. That was the game we should have won. Should, we have, beaten, should, should won. we have beaten the 49ers? No. No. Thank you, though. Thanks but for should all the we have beaten and- the Commodores? Yes. And, and you should have beaten the Texans because they were on the road and, and mm. they've had one good game and that was in Jacksonville. Um, but the fact that you get within the five-yard line and you can't f- figure a way to get that into the end zone, they're not that close. I mean, look, he's Justin Fields is still 32nd in pretty much every passing category statistically. God bless the run game. How is this even possible? You have a top three running game in the National Football League, and you have a bottom five scoring offense. I know, I know. I mean, that that shouldn't translate. I'm not saying it should be top ten. No, no, but, but you're right. That is not simple math at no, all. That's not Sox math. That's, that's Bears math. <laughs> you're right, and, and, and both of them are confusing at times. And that one play, you know, Getze tried to, you know, didn't, didn't make the right play on the goal line to get us in. And, and it was almost like he was just trying to be flashy. And, and he didn't take the opportunity for the field goal, which, you know, at the time it would have been like, what, what are you trying to do? But that might have made the, that would have made the difference in the well, score, right? Look, you just, you're one of four teams that hasn't scored 24 points in a game right. this season. Yeah. It's not, about, it's not about winning. It's just about playing better. And and that looked like a giant step backwards. And we've got Bear fan Bob. I know he has a lot to say about what we saw and what we will see on the uh, next game. I, I, I'm just glad they do have time to rest, time to think. Bear fan Bob, you're, you're on ESPN 1000. Good, Good morning, morning, gentlemen. Good morning. It's always a pleasure. And, you know, I'll talk about the next game next week. So, as I remember, I bought an NFL ticket. I didn't see an NFL offense out there. Okay. Was it a it's freshman a high school? You're kind. <laughs> You're kind. That's not my that words. Dope, that's uh, Tony Gonzalez's words. Yeah, and that dope Jones, he, he is is he isn't he fired yet? You don't do that in the NFL. Get doinked in the head like that. Never mind. So I'm going to talk about the circle of suck this morning because that's about what it was. I was at the game, also, you know, and I heard you know I heard everybody talking about. Fitzpatrick and Sherman, you know, about the play calling. Newsflash. They had, I don't know, 400 and some yards in, uh, in, in, in offense. Those plays were just fine. Maybe they didn't watch a Nagy game because I was there and I saw it. 
you know, I did get tired at six minutes in, had to go use the bathroom, and when I go down, mm-hmm. I'm down. And and when that happens, I'm done, I'm going. Long story short. So, but what I did did see was this. Why aren't we throwing to Montgomery anymore? Does he not see him? He don't work in the slot? You know, last time I checked, we did pretty good with that last year, but, you know, what do I know? You know, and here's another little news flash. You can't roll Justin Fields out on every play. It doesn't work. You know, that offensive line, every play, in about two seconds, there was a defensive back back there with him yep. chasing him down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That kid was running for his life. You know, there we go again. Offensive line, wonderful. You know, and Fields needs to learn touch and timing. Amen. His timing is there sometimes. Sometimes it's not. I don't get it, you know. Uh, we got Mr. Slanty-Eyed Fling Master out there winging that ball at 5,000 miles an hour. I've seen enough of, Bob, of, of Bobby Douglas in my day. And actually what I saw Thursday night was worse than the dark years. And for Bears fans who know what that is, that's the 70s. And that yep. was awful. Okay? But uh, I, I don't understand why, why the national media talks so much about Getsy with the play calling. I thought that was terrific. It requires NFL players to execute NFL plays. Just a thought, because I didn't see NFL players out there for most of that game. See, well, at that's least the on thing. the offense, you've got What's a fifth that? round. You have a fifth round draft pick playing left tackle, so now you have to help him out on plays, which shouldn't be. I mean, that, but again, he's a fifth round draft pick. You didn't spend a first round draft pick to get a stud left tackle to to protect your quarterback. So I get the roster. That. Yeah, so the you know, Ryan Poles did what he did and, and didn't do what he didn't do this year. And so that's why people say they have the worst offensive line, they have the worst wide receiver core. This is national uh, you know, opinion going into the season, Bob. You know that. I get that, but Fields still refuses to help himself. And make oh, no absolutely. mistake, yeah. he absolutely. brought on most of that himself the other night. He, you know, he, there were guys open, he could have thrown the ball, and he's like standing there, running there with a deer in the headlights. It's like, dude, this is why you, you know, you were drafted was to run a little bit with the ball and throw it, yeah. instead of run with the ball and think you got to take a sack or think you're the big superstar like you were in college. Newsflash: well, This is the NFL. It don't work that way. You're going to get killed repeatedly. Absolutely. And, and we've seen him. Uh, Bear fan Bob, we're up against the clock. Thank you for jumping Guys, in. Guys, have as a great always. day. Thanks. Thanks Bob, Bye. You always. too. <laughs> uh, we're going to hear from Courtney Cronin. Uh, many, many questions for our Bears insider. When we get back here on ESPN 1000, it's Hanley and Xander.